Welcome to the Beauty in the Network podcast. I am your host, Jasmine Jones, brand strategist for bridal hair and makeup artists and beauty team owners. Tune into this podcast weekly for tips and tricks to help you start and scale your very own bridal beauty business and the systems that's needed to help you maintain it all. Tune in weekly for guest episodes, marketing, mindset, and personal development trainings to help you step into the CEO that's already inside of you. Okay, welcome back to the podcast, guys. I am super excited today because I have another guest speaker. Our speaker today is Miss Crystal L, and I have been nerding out on her content. She just came back from an amazing trip that I just watched in her stories. It looked very amazing. But I want to let you go ahead and have the floor and just introduce yourself. Let us know what you're all about and where you are from. All right. Well, thank you first off for having me. I am super excited to be here. Um, and Turkey was amazing and I'm kind of happy to be home on, um, on American soil as well. Um, so my name is Crystal L. If you want to pronounce all of it, it's Crystal Graves Yazija. Um, so it's got a whole lot of stuff to it. Um, I am a salon owner of Crystal Oil Hair and Makeup, a founder of the AHA Academy, which is a um, five-week mastermind for stylists who are wanting to level up their business and learn how to do and attract a diverse clientele. And then my passion dash project, I am the co-founder of the Bold Academy. So Love it. Love it. So first question for you. So you're talking about you're an educator, you have an amazing mastermind. So what really made you want to get into the educator field? Is there a certain moment or maybe like a past mentor that you had and you're like, this is what I need to be doing? Like, what was that moment for you? Um, actually, it's pretty interesting. So I, at 15, my mom told me I'd be a hairdresser and I was like, girl, you a lie. Um, I had no, I'd been doing hair, but I had no intention on making a career out of it. Um, so I went to school for education because I wanted to be a teacher and about two years in, I was like, Ooh, I like my kids, but I don't like other people's kids. Um, so I actually left that and went into higher ed and, um, one of my friends got married. I helped with the wedding and um, lo and behold, I actually did an apprenticeship and got into cosmetology um, later in life. So um, 11 years ago, so I was about 26. Um, and then the whole coaching educator part came actually, um, I do a lot of speaking and talking to small businesses in my area. And I just post on social about the things that I learned. And Elizabeth Faye, actually from um, Hair Love, reached out to me one day and DM'd me and was like, oh my God, I love you. I would love for you to come talk on my podcast and about your coaching. And I was like, girl, I don't coach. I just be giving advice. I don't, I don't want to coach. And so when I got on the podcast, I thought it was going to be a podcast. I was just going to get to talk about like me and my story. And then she started being like, you know, I think you should really get into coaching. And I was like, hmm? and so it was actually turned into a hot seat about how I would do um, as an educator and why she thought that it would be a great fit for me. So that is really how the realm of educating really started. And I think I've always had that passion for helping yeah. others. 
Um, so that is how um, it all started. And I originally started with a wedding. I have a wedding course um, that I'll launch in 2021. Um, but the first one was All Hair Academy and the Mastermind. So it's been great. That is so exciting. And I think that it's so funny that you weren't even like trying to be a coach. It wasn't even on your horizon. That's a little bit similar to me when I even had the thought about being a coach. I was like, no, like, girl, no, like, who is going to listen to little old baby face me? Like, <laughs> and after I actually like started to like get into it and get my toes wet with it, like, I just got so excited from other people's transformation from like the tips that I was giving them. And I was acting like it was my own. I was like, oh my gosh, look at you going live. This is amazing. <laughs> so I absolutely love it. You definitely have to have, you know, like the personal, like touch, the nurturing spirit to be a coach because you have to deal with like your own stuff plus like your own uh students so it that's amazing that's amazing so you were talking about you know when you were in cosmetology school and then you did a um and then you were doing an apprenticeship so when you were in cosmetology school or when you were doing your apprenticeship was there something that you wish that you would have learned during the time that you were learning before you actually got out into the field of, you know, being a business owner, like running your own ship as a stylist that you wish you would have known way before time? Um, so I, and I also have like an interesting story. So I never did traditional hair school. Like, so where I am, I only did an apprenticeship, which was double the hours so it was 3,000 hours versus 1,500, um, which the luxury of that was that I was able to, um, by the time I got done, I pretty much had about a 50% full clientele that I kept because I stayed in that space. But during the, um, one thing I wish I would have known early on is that your whole business is around your guest. The way you... Um, decide to plan your business should all be around how you want your guest experience to be. And the biggest tip that I can tell hairstylists coming up or hairstylists who are wanting to level up is you really have to understand all textures and really understand that if you want to be relevant in the next five to 10 years, you have to be able to do um, all hair and be confident. You ain't got to be a master but you have to be confident um, in knowing, especially if that's your niche, how to do every texture, so. Oh my gosh, yeah. That, like that just is like perfectly going into my other question because that's something that I preach about so, so often. Like earlier today, I was talking about um, a live about diversity and inclusion with one of my um, photographer friends. And the number one thing that I hear as somebody that's been in the bridal field, I've only been in the bridal field since 2013. And anytime when I get on the phone with a bride, um, predominantly most of our clients are Caucasian, but I always hear from them like oh my gosh you are the only business like in the service location that shows all skin textures all hair textures and they have diverse backgrounds I mean it's 2020 like you're gonna have a black girl you're gonna have a white girl a mixed girl biracial girl and as a bride you want to be comfortable and know that you're gonna look amazing and that your bridal party is going to feel amazing and not feel like, oh, I should have just did my own thing, you know? So for you, when you were mapping out your brand, I know you were talking about, you know, 
create your brand, how you want someone to experience you. So when you were creating your brand and you were really focusing on being diverse and servicing everyone, why was that so important to you? And how did you find that as your niche? Or did it just kind of like stumble upon you? Um, well, it was always intentional because I, I always think of it like if you are a doctor, right? Like mm-hmm. you go to medical school and you do a rotation in everything. So you dib and dab in everything. And then once you dib and dab, you pick a specialty. I feel like as hairstylist, it is our job to understand the whole realm of hair. Now, if you choose not to do perms or relaxers or color or you, you know, whatever you choose to be your specialty, that's perfectly fine. But within that specialty, I think you should understand all texture. And so it was never even a, um, a non-consideration. Like I live in a town of 120 people. It's a very diverse town. My shop was downtown. I wanted to be able to, again, service any client that walked in my door. And even when I created my brand, it's so interesting, my very first website, I was like, okay, I want to find, you know, because you're starting, you got to find stock photos. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like zero stock photos of any um, diversity, any brown, um, black women. Um, there was, you know, Asian women, different sizes, you know, it was, mm-hmm. there was no diversity. So I was like, hmm, I'm going to make my own. So I did my very first style shoot, which it wasn't called a style shoot then. It was like, I'm going to find some women in the community who are influential and ask them to let me do their hair and makeup and be on my website who they potentially became clients. And so that my website reflected one, my community and two, the people that I served and was diverse. So it was never a like, like I don't look at it as a, a, a niche. I know it's a niche because there are very few stylists who do everything and like you said in the wedding industry it's crazy because you'll have a bride that's caucasian and then she'll be like oh i got three bridesmaids but then i have one that's not going to get her hair and makeup done and i and i'll say well why not and they're like oh well she has curly hair and she just doesn't feel very comfortable i think that's like the worst feeling to be like i can't be a part of this because you as a professional don't understand how to work with the basics and you do wedding hair i just find that bizarre Absolutely. And that's something I I did a talk um, like a couple of months ago and I was talking about, you know, just different ways as a stylist that you can start incorporating more diversity into your portfolio. And that was something that I intentionally did. Um, So I am from uh, Charleston. I'm originally from Charleston. I don't live there anymore. But when I was building up my portfolio, it was always like the blonde hair, blue eye, who was always the model. And I started getting really picky. And I would always say like, if you want me to do a shoot, like I want to see who the model is. Like, tell me who the model is and I'll tell you if I'm available. So that's what I started doing. And then I really started to just reach out to like girls that I thought were cute. I got, you know, like very stalkerish on social media. And I was like, hey girl, like you are adorable. Like me and my friends were planning a shoot. We want to know if you want some free photos you can wear an amazing gown maybe recreate your wedding or use them as like you know just like some something for fun and that's how I started to really showcase you know that real diversity like curly hair brides biracial brides and people really appreciate that when you as your you as the business owner like just show everyone and I actually (laughs) I thought it was so funny but we got 
like the title as like the diverse team on accident. I'm in an interracial relationship. So like for me, I'm just like, okay, like I need to, I know how to do makeup on me. I need to know how to do makeup on, you know, fair skin girl, on an Asian girl, monolids, like Indian. I needed to know how to do that. And I needed to put my money where my mouth is. So I showed it. So that's just so crazy how it just kind of like stumbles upon you. And then you're like, oh, well, if you want to know how to do this, like go to her. She's got you. She, mm-hmm. she, she's got you for that. So I absolutely love that. So uh, my last question for you um, before we go, and I want to talk a little bit more about some of your programs. Do you have anything fun coming up for 2021? I know you mentioned you're having a bridal course coming out, but do you have anything fun that anyone can expect for the new year? Um, so actually, there's so much exciting things that are going to go down. So there's a, um, I am doing a huge giveaway at the beginning of January. That's over um, $5,000 in um, actually product and tools. Um, so that's a really cool thing. But the biggest thing I think in 2021 is going to be All Hair Academy will launch again, which is my five-week mastermind course. And we go from how to actually um, brand yourself as a stylist who um, works with um, all textures, how to really feel confident with the conversations with the people that sit in your chair um, doing all textures. And then actually we have a hands-on technical part where we actually learn how to do some of the very basic overviews of working with all textures. Um, So the course will open, I believe on um, March 1st and it's five weeks long. Um, The other major thing is that um, I'm really big on consultations. Um, And so you, I will launch a simple little course on how to get the perfect consultation Um, to make sure that you're asking all the right questions to get the client the hair that they um, dream of and and realistic expectations. I think 2021, um, my social media will change a bit because it really will dive into the technical side. I get so many DMs being like, okay, I know you work with this, uh, this brand of product. How do you use this? I saw you did a silk press that had saran wrap. Tell me more. Yeah. Um, so that will um, kind of change over in January to be a lot more technical. And then I'm, I have a YouTube channel as well, which it'll be more technical as well. So really being a place that you can go and actually get some hands-on tips, tricks, as well as the business side. I love that. And that's so exciting. I will definitely make sure to link all of those fun things um, that are current in the show notes so you can go and find her. Guys, that y'all have to go check her out. One, you have to go check her out because she has amazing stories, but you have to check her out because her feed is awesome. But thank you so much again for being a guest here on the podcast. I really love just nerding out with fellow writer artists and educators because we really get to share some of the things that a lot of people don't really get to see a lot of the back end when it comes to owning a business it's all more of like the glitz and the glam but it's like this is what really goes on so I love that you were here and you were honest and you were transparent about everything and to share some amazing tips so thank you so much again for that thank you so much for having me I'm super excited to see all the amazing things you'll do in 2021 as well as all of our Um, people that um, tune in. Thank you so much, girl. Same to you. Thanks.
Hey, before you go, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I really appreciate you being here and listening to today's episode. And I want to shout you out. Make sure that you screenshot this episode, tag me, tag my guests, and let us know what you loved about today's episode. And I will shout you back out over on Instagram. You can follow me at Beauty and the Network. And don't forget to check out today's show notes to follow today's guests online. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I am literally smiling from ear to ear because I am nerding out and giving you a mini training on SMART goals. So I really want you to think, how would 2021 look for your life and your business if you made intentional and strategic business decisions? all year long, you would probably be able to accomplish a lot, right? You guys know that I talk a lot about sustainability and sustainability talks coming from a person who was like, how can I get more hours? How can I do the most? How can I literally have no sleep, but be efficient and productive with the time that I have available, right? I literally at one point in time glorified being, you know, busy over being productive. I was being busy with, you know, shoots that weren't even aligned with my goals that I had for that quarter. And I was really just wasting time. Or I would spend all day on Canva trying to make cute graphics for some promotion that didn't even do well because I didn't show up and efficiently promote or market my business, right? How many times have we created a goal like, I want to create this promotion. I want to create, you know, extra income in my business. I want to be full-time in my business, but we might set a deadline for that event to happen, but that's all that we do. We don't really know how to dissect a big goal and break it down into smaller chunks so that we know how to efficiently project manage that goal to accomplish it, right? So that is what we are talking about today because I know that I probably touch some of you guys in your hearts because you're like, girl, literally this is me. I need help. How can I get over this? How can I set goals that are more achievable? And I want you, if you are not driving, I want you to get a pen and paper out because I am going to have you write down the word smart going down the paper because we're talking about smart goals. I said that this is something that you probably might have learned, you know, back in, you know, when when you were younger, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's go ahead and get on into the juiciness. And we're going to start off with S. S is you need to be specific. And this is something that I struggled with when I first started. I used to write things on my New Year's resolutions list that would say like, I want to pay off debt, or I want to have this much money saved in my bank account by the end of, you know, the year, or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever kind of business goals of booking out this number of clients or any kind of financial goals, I would always have them into my goals, right? So when you're writing down these things, you need to make sure that you are giving yourself a specific date 
that makes sense, guys. A specific date that makes sense, right? We can't just say, you know, like, I want to buy a house by next month, but you don't have a savings. Like, girl, what? Like, no, man, that doesn't make sense. So you need to be specific and you need to not bullshit yourself, right? Be specific. I want to be full-time in my business by the end of 2021. So you have from now until December 31st to be intentional with everything that you do, say, or produce for your business that is going to align with you becoming full-time. So that requires you knowing, okay, well, what is my goal that I'm aiming for in sales each month? Now we can start dissecting things down. When we make a huge and big audacious goal, and I don't want you to feel like, oh, well, are my goals too big? Absolutely not, girl. They are not there. No, never, never. They need to be bigger. But when we're creating these goals, we need to make sure that we are being realistic with ourselves, right? And actually giving ourselves enough time for it to actually happen, right? And even if you write down, you know, by the end of 2021, I want to, you know, be full-time, but you're not full-time by December, maybe you can be full-time by March because of all of the hard work that you already intentionally put in, right? Yesterday, I was in my Instagram stories and I was talking about having skin in the game, right? I was listening to a podcast and I was listening to Sarah Jakes. Sarah Jakes, she is um, the daughter of T.D. Jakes. Uh, He's a pastor and I am not really a religious girl. I grew up with my family, you know, both sides, my mom and my dad's side, taking me to the church. And it was just kind of something that I did as a kid. But if you tell me to like open up to a chapter in the Bible, I'm like, girl, what? I don't even know how to get there. But I sometimes listen to her when I'm feeling, you know, like real soulful, right? So (laughs) she was talking about, you know, having skin in the game. And every single thing that you do, big or small, it can be literally minuscule, like literally tiny. Every single thing that you do for your business, it builds upon each other. The small steps count just as much as the big steps. So that's one thing that I do want you to know. The small steps count. But when we are, you know, focusing on that long-term goal, I want to be, you know, full-time, but you are maybe just building up your reputation. People are reaching out. Maybe they're not booking you just yet. And you're just like, okay, well, I see things are happening, but nobody's booking me. Like, it's still not happening. But yet, People are reaching out. They know about you now. Or your following is starting to grow. People are starting to look at your Instagram stories. You are building up your own momentum. Sooner or later, people that have no clue about your brand, they're going to stumble upon you because of the momentum and the work of building up your brand's reputation that you already put in. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to take you a year to become full-time in your business. It might take you shorter than that. I can't dictate what you do or don't do on the days that you show up for your business, right? Only you can do that, right? And that's the biggest thing that I want you to understand. Be specific and give yourself the amount of time that you think you are able to accomplish that goal. It can be a year, it can be six months, but you need to make it specific because the next things that we're going to talk about is going to help you a lot. So M is for measurable, right? Make it measurable. So just like I said, give it a date. When? 
So A is going to be attainable. So when we're making attainable goals, we have to make a timeline, right? We have to make a timeline. If you are a bridal hair or makeup artist and you are not creating timelines for your bridal beauty clients, one, you might want to think about, well, you don't have to do this, but I am all about experience. I'm all about experience. I want things to be extra and I will pay for things to be extra. So when I price my services in my bridal beauty business, I am pricing it because I like to be extra, (laughs) right? I like to be extra and I want you to make sure that you are getting your money's worth of the services that I'm providing you, right? That's a whole another topic when it comes to elevating your experience um, of a client becoming, you know, just someone that just knows about your brand and to actually going down your booking system and actually booking you. That's a whole another conversation. But when you are doing these things, you need to make sure that you're creating timelines because these timelines are going to, one, give a bird's eye view of everything that is going to happen from the very start to the very end, right? So when you're making obtainable goals, you want to make sure that you are mapping out everything that is required in order for you to achieve that goal. So for example, if you have a goal of, I want to grow my following this year to a thousand followers, or maybe you want to get 5,000 followers, right? If you are growing your social media, that just can't be the goal. Like, okay, goal for the end of this year, grow my social media. Okay. How are we going to do that? What is the plan? How, like, how are we going to show up? What are we going to post about? What kind of images do we need in order for that goal to happen? Because you just can't want people to fall from the sky and follow you for no reason. You have to give them a reason to want to follow you, to support your brand, to talk about you, right? And you might say like, well, gosh, that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot, girl. (laughs) And that is what I thought as well. I am an introvert, guys, believe it or not. I am an introvert, and that is why I love doing audio. That is why I love doing, um, you know, videos, because one, I'm not really there, but I I love being in, you know, rooms where I can speak on stages or speak in, you know, little, little small groups, but I still get nerves. I still get nerves. So don't think just because, you know, I go live that I am just like, oh, I can just hop wherever and talk about things. I still have nerves sometimes too, and that is okay. We are always working towards, you know, doing what's required in order to help us get to that next step, right? So when you are saying, okay, I want to grow my following, I want to do these things, so now I need to be a CEO, I need to be a beauty boss CEO, and I need to think about what in the world do I need to be doing on the days that I show up for my business so that I can get inches closer and closer to this end goal that I have for myself set at the end of the year or in two months or by the end of quarter one, right? 
So dissect the goal. Obviously, you're going to figure out what you need to post about. That's something that you need to map about. I mean, that's something that you need to map out in your timeline. And you also need to make it a way that you can track it. So just because you have a timeline, you need to make timelines, but you need to make some checkpoints too. Because if you only have a timeline of, okay, by March, I want to make sure that I have, you know, at least 25% new followers so that I know that I can aim for another 25% growth in social media um, the next quarter, right? So if you don't have these checkpoints, it might come March and you might see that you didn't even do anything for the last three months that were in alignment with you growing your brand because you were focusing on the wrong things. This is when busyness takes over our schedule. We need to things on our schedule just to put things on our schedule. Also, let me make sure my audio is okay. I got too pumped up and knocked my my little headset off, but we need to make sure that we are not putting things on our calendar just to put things on our calendar. Next time you put something on your calendar, ask yourself this question. Is this getting me closer to my goal or or is this bringing me farther away from it? Right? Ask yourself that question. And it is okay. It is okay to put your needs first for once in a while. It is okay for you to put your needs first. Because let me tell you this. If you are a people pleaser, like your girl here, (laughs) if you're a people pleaser you sometimes feel bad if somebody reaches out and they're like hey oh my gosh our hair makeup artist for the shoot canceled and we really need somebody can you do it please I'll pay you whatever these are challenges and if you are constantly you know falling trap to these challenges that are going to show up They are going to show up. These are challenges and they're going to challenge what you said. Oh, are you really serious about being intentional this year? How about this? Let's see if we can knock you off course, right? It's going to happen. So when you realize, okay, I need to one, stop thinking that people are going to be upset or mad at me because I had to do what was best for me in this situation versus doing what was best for somebody else. Now, I'm not saying be rude or be, you know, inconsiderate, but I'm saying when you have people reach out, maybe they want to do collaborations, there are ways that you can respond in a way that doesn't like close off any other opportunities that they might want to reach out to ask you for, right? So these are things that we need to think about. So Make them attainable, create checkpoints in that timeline, but make sure that you are mapping out everything that needs to be required. This is something that I teach you how to do if you are in my Bridal Beauty Business Accelerator program. It is now open for enrollment. I am super freaking pumped. We are going to be starting our very first round of coaching for the year this month, January 27th. If you want to know more about that program, I'll just leave some of the details in the show notes, but you need to learn how to set better goals for yourself or breaking them down a little bit more achievable because now breaking these goals down, now you know what you should be focusing on every single day that you show up for your business. 
You don't always have to be, you know, nose deep in work. You don't have to be. Just be intentional and just be strategic. Show up for the dedicated time that you say that you're going to show up for your business each week, just like a nine to five. You did not, or you're not going to leave a nine to five to to come to your business and to not do anything. You're going to have to do a nine to five for your business in the beginning as well. And in order for those nine to five hours, or maybe you want less, maybe you're like, hey, I got 24 hours, let's make it go, right? (laughs) If you want to be strategic with with these hours that you're putting into your business, you need to make sure that you're working on the right things and mapping out your goals in a more effective way because you can be consistent, but you can be consistent in the wrong things. So, Let's go on to the next letter. The next letter is R. And I kind of touched on this a little bit because I'm rambling. I'm just getting too pumped up, guys. I tell you guys, I nerd out about these kind of subjects like personal development, anything that helps with productivity, like I nerd out. (laughs) So R is relevant, right? Are they relevant? So ask yourself, is this, you know, opportunity, is this job, is this client, is this in alignment with the goals that I have set for my business? And I'll give you something a little bit more specific that you can think about um, if you are in the bridal beauty world. So minimums, minimums, guys, what is your personal minimum? I had to reevaluate my personal minimum when I moved from uh, my hometown of Charleston, South Carolina. I'm in the U.S. if you don't know. I'm U.S. girl. But I moved from Charleston, South Carolina to Rock Hill. If Nobody ever knows what the heck Rock Hill is, but it's by Charlotte, North Carolina. So I've moved maybe like three and a half hours away. And the biggest thing for me is travel. If you travel, if you're mobile, if you don't have a studio, if you're mobile, you're going to be doing a lot of driving for work. Are you charging for travel? And if you are charging for travel, is the amount of money that you are charging for travel making up for all of those hours that you are driving? So I'll give you an example. So me going to Charleston, that's three hours. I can drive into Charleston three hours and I can have a bride that I might be there for like four hours doing, you know, hair and makeup, bride, bridal party, whatever. So I'm there for four hours and then I leave and then I go back home, right? So that's four hours of hair and makeup, three hours of driving, and then I got to do another three hours driving back, right? So that's what, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten hours, right? How much are you charging, right? Does the travel make sense for what you're charging? And I'm not saying this to go charge, you know, arm and a leg for travel, because some states do require that you, um, like, charge travel for like whatever there's like a travel minimum there's like a travel state minimum you got to check it out I don't know where you're at I don't know what the rules are you got to check that out for yourself but you need to make sure that the prices make sense because what I had to do was realize okay well if I'm only charging for four hours of work but I'm driving or I'm gone out of the office, not replying to messages. If you don't have um, any automated in your automation in your business, if you travel, I really suggest that you have some kind of automated system, but that's another topic. But 
you need to make sure that you are charging correctly because you're going to find out that even though you've been busy, even though you've been traveling, the amount of hours that you have now traveled is more than what you were getting paid. And you found out, well, shoot, I just lost money because you're not taking your travel into consideration. Also, you need to make sure that you are mapping out car maintenance because car maintenance is something that I started to have to uh, put in my quarterly budget budget because I got to make sure my car is doing what it needs to be doing if I'm trying to be driving all over the place, right? So that is for that letter. You need to make sure that you know, what you're charging is going to be making sense for what it is that you're going to be doing, right? So make sure that you're, it, everything is relevant. Are these things going to be in alignment with what you're doing? Do you need to raise your prices? Do you need to cut back on your travel location? Do you need to make a certain minimum? That minimum can cover your travel, right? So start being creative. Think out of the box. You have more control than you think. And I want you to use it. I want you to use that control and I want you to make things make sense for you. So the last one is time-based. So time-based, right? So this just kind of overviews everything, right? So time-based. You need to have a realistic time frame that you are mapping these things out. This is going to help you when it comes to prioritizing the tasks that are required. So that might be something like, oh, well, I start school in February or I graduate from cosmetology school in February and I know that I want to go full force in my business around, you know, XYZ time. So I need to make sure that I, you know, find a program or a coach in August so that I can spend a whole year working towards becoming full-time in my business, right? Whatever the goal is, we need to make sure that things are making sense. When are these certain things, these goals that you have for yourself, when do they need to get done by? And then when you make sure that you know when, when they need to get done by, put it in your calendar and then put the checkpoints in your calendar. I'm going to tell you this. If it does not go in my calendar, it is not happening. <laughs> it is not happening if I don't put it in my calendar because I, I have to work and be very zoned in when I'm in work mode. And that's why I have, you know, these time frames that I work. And when you have time frames that you work, you know that your time is valuable and your time is limited. If you want to have a life outside your business, I'm not going to be the person to tell you, you know, work sun up to sundown. If you want to do that, do you? But I'm not going to be the one to tell you to do that because I want you to just map it out in your work day accordingly. You don't have to have 50 million things on your to-do list. I focus on two to three big tasks per day, and that's how I get done with my work. That's how I get done with my work, and that's how I've been accomplishing my goals a lot faster than what they have been taking me because I'm not procrastinating and I'm not, you know, uh, multitasking, but, you know, we need to really start thinking how much more easier can your life be if you really intentionally and strategically just focused on the goals that you have for yourself this year all year long.
Like, if you are excited as I am, I really want you to, one, go and follow me on Instagram if you're not already following me, because this month I am going live a couple of times on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays, and I'm going to be giving you mini lessons. I'm going to be giving you mini lessons, one, on, like the best thing ever one so i told you guys how um my new eight week bridal beauty business accelerator program is now open for enrollment you can use the link in the bio or you can use the link in my show notes to check it out but i'm giving you small bite-sized chunks of some of the lessons that are in my program you can actually um use the link to just see everything that's taught if you are interested in figuring out like is this for me should i be interested in it and i'm telling you about it because i am only working with one-on-one clients for the very first quarter of of the year. So January, February, March. At the end of January, enrollment is closing. So if you have been thinking about working with me and you're maybe not ready yet this quarter and you want to do it in quarter three because that's when coaching reopens in July. So go ahead, put in your applications now so that you're already in the system. So that when I am opening up the doors for the second round of coaching for the year, you already have your spot claimed, or if it's a right fit to work together now, then we can do that and we can do the damn thing. So I'll leave those details in the show notes, but I'm just giving you a bite-sized trainings of what's in my eight-week program. And there's a lot of value. And I do suggest that you show up with your pen and papers ready, because even though we're live, you are getting a ton of value, a ton. So Hope I can see you guys over on Instagram real soon. If you show up, let me know that you're from the podcast because so many people have been popping up, letting me know, like, I've been listening to the podcast and I'm like, oh my God, who are you? You're amazing. We need to be friends. So make sure that you let me know so we can connect on social and I can make sure that I'm following you because I want to support you. So thank you so much for tuning in to today and I'll let you go and have an amazing rest of your day. Bye guys. Okay, hey guys, so today I'm going to be talking to you guys about launching. So when it comes to launching, there's a few things that you want to know. One, what is a launch? Launching is basically a promotional period that you are going to be showing up, promoting your business, you're going to be going strong, you're going to be giving your energy, you're going to be telling people why you are the best thing since sliced bread and why they should book your service or book or buy your product and how they can book you. That might be, you know, known to you as, you know, a promotion or just regular marketing. People use a lot of different terms. So I just wanted to make sure that we have covered our basis. Launching is a certain period of time. So you might be saying, I'm going to launch for, you know, 14 days or I'm going to launch for 20 days, right? There's a certain time period that is recommended for you to launch. Um, but those details I love to share with my clients who are in my eight-week bridal beauty coaching program. So when it comes to launching, there's one thing that you need to know. And it, and the main thing that you need to know is launching is something that you do in your business on the regular. On the regular, guys. Not just every once in a blue moon. I'm not saying that you need to be launching every single week. No, that's not what I'm saying. If you do quarterly planning, which I highly suggest, if you do quarterly planning, you might want to do one launch every quarter. 
that might be fine for you. You might want to do two launches every quarter. That's cool. Do whatever works best for you. Because at the end of the day, what we do need to realize is that, you know, my life at home looks completely different from your life. You guys know, or if you do not know, I am not a mother. I am a dog mom. (laughs) I have a dog child and he is my son. So uh, my life is going to look a little bit different from, you know, what your capacity looks like at home, right? So do what makes sense for you. So launching, you are showing up your marketing, your business, you have a goal of booking out a specific service or selling a product. So when you are launching, there is something that I really want to make known for you guys. Other than launching is something that you shouldn't just be doing every once in a blue moon, you need to plan it out. You need to plan accordingly. But when you are launching, the biggest thing that you do need to do is give yourself enough time to plan it out. You might be saying, oh, I'm a launch in two weeks or oh, I'm a launch next week girl, slow down. And I'm saying slow down because this was me. I can hear an idea and I'm like, Ooh, I like it. I'm going to try that next week. I'm going to get it going. Right. And you know, we get so ambitious, we get so excited and we're just like, I'm going to try and make this happen myself, but slow down because I want you to plan accordingly. And the first thing that you need to do is make sure that you give yourself enough time. When you are getting ready for a launch, you need to have in mind What images do I need? Well, first, figure out how many days you're going to be launching. That's question number one. How many days? Question number two. What images am I going to use for the days that I launch? Right? And then once you got those images, you know what's next. What content is going along with these images? And if you listen to me here on my podcast or over on Instagram, if you've ever joined me live, then you know when I talk about content that I say you need to have signature pieces of content, right? These signature pieces of content is what I love to use in my content hub. And that's just something that I call it for myself. Um, I'm actually mapping out uh, something that's going to be released later at the very end of like 2021. That's going to be for girls who are looking to start hiring help in their bridal beauty business. So they might have a team or anything like that, but you need to have a content hub, If you're big or you're small, you need this. A content hub of signature content. I talk about this on on Instagram. You can go over there and probably see one of my videos on it. But signature content is content that you create for your bridal beauty brand that you can repurpose, right? Meaning if I just use... The same post that I made for, you know, it's it's New Year's, like we're back in the game or whatever, right? Like whatever post you want to make for, you know, your business coming back from New Year's or what's new or what your business is working on for New Year's. You can save that content if it performed well, right? You got to check those insights. But if they performed well, now you can copy paste that and start a hub for content for January, Right. So when you go into 2022, you 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 can benefit from the work that you've already put in. Now, you're still going to need to create new content. You just can't repurpose everything. You know, you're still going to need to make a new content, but make your job, you know, easier on yourself. Make it easier on yourself by benefiting from the hard work that you already did once. That is my motto. 
Don't half-ass steps. If you do, you pay for it. So you have signature content. And you now can reuse this to, you know, promote your your service, promote your product, promote your offer. And this is what's going to help you sell out your service. Because if your content, your posts, your captions, your words, if what you are saying in your posts, in your captions or your lives, if it is not preparing someone to become your, your client or preparing someone to purchase your product, then that is not helping you Your content needs to help you sell your service. Content marketing, that is what it is for. It is not just for gorgeous hair for days, beachy hair for days. I used to do this, so I'm talking shenanigans about my old self. But I know that there's other people that do this because it's it's like sometimes we're just like, I need to post something. What do I say? Ooh, beachy waves, yes. <laughs> right? Like we just say whatever comes to our head and we're like, oh, yeah, we got like 37 likes. But did we get people reaching out to our service or did we get likes? We want profit over popularity, Right? The popularity just comes with it. And that just comes with being a brand with purpose. That's also in your signature content. What are your values? Are you talking about it? And how are you talking about it? So that's something that you want to know for when you are mapping out your launch. Those are just some things that you want to ask yourself. But when it comes to after your launch, because there's certain things that you do you know, when you're preparing for your launch. And then there's certain things that you do when you're in your launch. And that is where my handy dandy Asana, Asana is a project management tool. It's where I like to keep all of, you know, my to-dos because I tend to write things on pieces of paper. You know, today, this is what I'm going to do. Or I put things on sticky notes. Ooh, remember to do this. But I needed something a little bit better. I needed something that I can go into or my assistant can go into on a day where, oh, I'm not feeling good. I need somebody to show up and do, you know, my end of what's required today, right? And somebody can just see, okay, today's Monday. This is what she does on Monday. Okay, it's Tuesday. This is what she does on Tuesday. Map out your days. Map out your days and make it sustainable, I have to say that. Map out your days and make it sustainable. Don't have 27 things for yourself to do that day because that's not realistic, guys. I used to have a freaking legal pad, like example of how my to-do list used to look. Like so many things. And then I would get so frustrated and upset when I didn't accomplish things. And then I would just roll over tasks to the next day. And then somehow I would add more things onto it. And it was a never-ending to-do list. This is how you send yourself into burnout. Be strategic with your moves, with your daily schedule. And make sure that you ask yourself the questions that I just mapped out in the very beginning. And then the last part is when you're wrapping up your launch, just like I was saying, you know, uh, check your insights. What content performed well? Because we might can use that next time that we launch, right? So when we're wrapping up our launch, right, you might have just said like, okay, well, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. I can do a promotion for Valentine's Day, right? And if you hear jingling in the background, my dog is <laughs> shaking his neck right now with his collar. But if you want to do a promotion for Valentine's Day, something that you might think about doing is, okay, what days am I going to start my launch? 
I would not suggest starting your launch on Valentine's Day because you need a build-up period. You need a build-up period. So map out the days. What days am I going to launch? What days is my launch going to end? What photos am I going to use? What am I going to say? And then if you want to reuse that for next year, you can. But when you look at the details, see what posts did, did well. Not just by likes. Likes is not what we're tracking. We're not tracking likes. People have got so used to vanity metrics that they're tracking the wrong things. We're tracking the wrong numbers. What we need to be tracking is clicks to website, is clicks with the call me button. There's a couple of them. I, I don't have the call me button because I don't want people to call me. I want to pre-qualify my clients before I get on a phone call with them to make sure that they're a good fit to work together before I map out time to get on the phone with someone. So we need to make sure that what we're doing is making sense for our business and making sense for us to be sustainable so that we can keep doing this because entrepreneurship is not a hobby. It is a lifestyle. And when you are an entrepreneur, that just means you're a business owner. Business owners are hairstylists, are makeup artists. When I started viewing, you know, myself as a business and my business, you know, my, my team as an actual company, I started to operate in the back end and the front end very differently. And that is what I want you to do for 2021. There are certain things that you know that you should be doing in your business, but you have been procrastinating and dragging your feet on because you're just like, oh, man, that sounds like a lot of work. Girl, I've been there. I get you. I know. And it's not. It is not. When you first start, you're going to be like, Lord, <laughs> save me out of this. But I promise you, you're going to master it. You're going to master it. But entrepreneurship is something that we need to make sustainable for us. And when you're launching, you can avoid burnout by just having time management, making sure that you're on your self-care so that you can do this, you know, multiple times in your business, right? These are things that we need to learn how to master if we want to really stop treating our business like a hobby and like an actual business. Businesses launch. They have seasonal campaigns. And we can do that too. But we need to stop telling ourselves the lie of why we can't, why we shouldn't, why we couldn't. But nobody in my family has done it. Okay, be the freaking reason why. Be the person that makes it happen. Stop attaching these old beliefs. Okay, well, I'm the kind of person, I'm not really good at math, or I'm the kind of person, I wasn't really good in school. Maybe I can't really learn as fast as I need to. Let me tell you, I've told myself every single lie in the book. At the end of the day, we are the person. We are the person. You are the person that is standing in the way of you showing up the way that you really want to and the way that you know that you should be. So, Girl, or guy, 2021, let's do this. You got it. Boom, boom. All right? If you want help in growing your business, I have a free download that you can check out in the link in my description. And it is 10 steps to launching in your bridal beauty business. Now, this guide is a short guide, a short 
overview of some questions that I help you map out. These are actually some questions that I have in my eight-week coaching program, the Bridal Beauty Business Accelerator program that is now open for enrollment. I'll leave details in the link in my show notes for you to check it out if you're interested. But these are some questions that I help you map out. Just a little bit of the questions. These are not all of them, but it helps you prepare for your next launch. Are you trying to sell out a virtual makeup lesson, a virtual skincare lesson, or maybe your in-person service if you are not currently in lockdown? And even if you're in lockdown, maybe you want to book out for winter, right? How are you going to be strategic with your time and energy right now, right? We need to start thinking ahead and making sure that what we are doing right now is in alignment with the actions that we want for the end of the year. If you need help, go to my last episode on setting um, accountable goals. I mean, um, planning accordingly. So you can listen to that. But this guide is going to help you when it comes to just getting ready for your launch, what you should be looking at, what you should be focusing on, some things that you might can do when it comes to when you're in launch mode, and some things to look at when you're done. So using like my bio, use the link in my show notes and download that free guide and hopefully I can work with you this year on helping you start or scale your own bridal beauty business but thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and I cannot wait to have you here again bye Okay, what's up, guys? So I want to talk about something that is really fun, and I know that a lot of you are doing, not just if you are in the beauty industry, but if you are any kind of creative entrepreneur, you are going to be planning out some really fun brand projects, and I really want to talk about brand projects along with video marketing. So video marketing has been something that I have been slowly incorporating into my business. If you guys know, I am a huge introvert. I love audio. Audio is my jam all day. But I know that video does convert a lot higher than it does than an actual, you know, post like written word. So with us knowing that video marketing is where it's at, we really need to start thinking about some of our brand projects that we have for the year. Can any of them be video projects? And if they are video projects, how you can start thinking about mapping those projects so that you can be a little bit more strategic strategic and intentional with your time, money, and efforts for this year. So if you listen to my first podcast um, solo episode, I was talking about goal planning, right? Um, That was, I believe it is episode um, 55, and it is plan accordingly. And I am going to be referring to this episode a lot because I share with you how you can start breaking down your bigger goals, right? So that you know how to make them um, a little bit more bite-sized and friendly for you to accomplish. So when we are planning out these brand shoots or brand video marketing campaigns, we need to remind ourselves that we are not just creating for ourselves. We want to create with our clients in mind. So when we're creating with our client in mind, we're creating for someone who is not us, right? And we know exactly what they want, what they're looking for. And if you don't have this information on what they want, what they're looking for. If you haven't already worked with, you know, um, bridal clients, if you do hair, if you do makeup, or just like I said, if you're any kind of creative entrepreneur,
entrepreneur, if you haven't had clients yet in your business, then I really suggest that you do some market research. Market research is something that you should always be doing anytime when you have a new product or a new service coming out because this is going to help you sell out what the heck you're trying to sell, right? Because we get that information from our clients and we can use that into our marketing. You know, either we can show it as an emotion or we can show it, um, you know, um, in written word. So know your client. And when you know your client, you are going to be able to show up online and actually use these promotional campaigns or promotional projects at a bigger benefit than just, you know, just this year. Something that you can reuse over and over and over again. Because we want to get as much of a bang for our buck as possible if we want to be showing up and we want to be online with video marketing. So that is one thing that you really want to be thinking about. But like I said, you want to make sure that we are planning accordingly. But Aside from knowing your ideal client, we also want to make sure that the visuals are in order, right? Visuals meaning if you are planning to do a brand shoot, maybe um, like a style shoot or anything like that, whatever, you want to make sure that the visuals are going to be in alignment with your ideal client. I'm going to refer to this a lot because this is so important, guys. This is so important, and I made this mistake at one point as well, but we want to make sure that the visuals, if somebody says, hey, um, you know, I'm looking for somebody that can do a shoot, or if you're planning your own shoot yourself, the visuals need to be for who you want to attract, not what you want them to look like, right? And also take encounter your or take into consideration your own brand colors. Are the colors that are in your imagery and your videos or whatever it is, is it on brand? And this isn't really a big, big concern, but I only say this and point this out because if you are using this as, you know, promotional marketing materials, like if you're going to put it on cards or brochures, these are all things that I recommend that you do later along the line once you're already generating cash flow in your business, because these pretty glittery glitz and glam, that can be saved down the line, right? We need to prioritize profit, not what's pretty, right? So once we have these things in order, then now we know, okay, well, maybe we should do things more on brand colors because when we put it on printed materials, the colors that are in the photo or in the video, it's going to be, you know, not, not, I don't want to say as like, claustrophobic some image images can be very claustrophobic and it's just like okay well the video has green and blue and then the website that it's on has you know like more of like pastel colors and like these colors are just it's just a lot right we need to take in consideration the visuals what are they wearing what are the colors what is the lighting like right because these things are going to be important when it comes to marketing because there's a thing called sales psychology. And sales psychology uh, it has to do everything with the colors that people are wearing, the colors of your brand, the colors of your, you know, whatever, what, what you're wearing, your hat, your cardigan. These things play into counter of if someone books you or not, if you're promoting a service. So 
when you are doing these things, you need to make sure that you know sales psychology. Sales psychology and color psychology is something that I do teach on in my um, eight-week Bridal Beauty Business Accelerator program because I am not just teaching you how to have a pretty Instagram. I am teaching you how to build a brand that you can start or scale into your very own bridal beauty team. Or if you are a team owner, how to get back your free time so that you can scale yourself out of it and create people and team members, office staff members to take on that ownership so you don't have to do it, right? So these are things that we need to take into consideration when we are planning out these things for our brand this year and how we could be more intentional with the shoots we shoot, the shoots we, um, you know, say that, yeah, I'm going to do it or, you know, any kind of videos that we create. How can we repurpose this later on in the year or how can we use this in additional marketing campaigns and materials? We need to start thinking like CEOs, guys. Like CEOs, we're not just like, okay, yeah, sure. What can you actually do with that opportunity? Is it in alignment with all of your goals that you have for that year? And if it's not, how can you create opportunities yourself that you can do, right? We're not just waiting for opportunities. We are going out and creating them, right? We can create our own brand shoots. We can post in a group, hey, does anybody want to collaborate on a shoot? Stop being afraid to ask. I am actually doing a shoot this week <laughs> on the 12th. Today, I'm actually recording this on, what is today? Today is the 10th. This is Sunday, self-care Sunday. So I'm recording this on a Sunday. And I'm going to a shoot in one of our new service locations in Savannah, Georgia. Super excited about that. And I'm doing a shoot that all I did was I posted on Instagram and I said, does any of my vendor friends that follow me want to plan a shoot in any of these servicing locations? And I listed out locations or like cities, you know, so that they know what city I'm looking for. And I had a planner reach out, make connections, guys. This is why you got to talk to people. This is how you have conversations and grow your business. Guys, you can tell I'm in a good mood because I'm sing talking, but this is what you need to do in your business, guys. So she was like, hey, I am looking to expanding in that area myself. What information do you already have when it comes to planning? I said, all yours, girl. I said, all yours. All I said was, I just want to, you know, have this look for hair, this look for makeup, and all yours. Make it look pretty. Because she's a planner, so she's going to, you know, do like, okay, well, like the rentals and the venue and all of that. She can do that. But I can help if needed, right? And I say that because I planned like a lot of shoots myself. So I already knew what I was getting into, but she, she was like, I got this. Let's go. So... I am a shoot that I somewhat tiny, a little bit helped organize. I just kind of got it going and she handled everything else. Create opportunities for yourself. Stop waiting for them. Reach out to people. The worst thing that somebody can say is no, and you are not going to die if somebody tells you no, it is going to be okay. So... (laughs) 
that's just something that I really wanted to tell you because I really want you to be intentional this year. That is going to be a very, very um, strong topic that I am going to be talking about a lot this year, um, along with sustainability tips and tricks. Because, you know, last year I gave you a lot of, you know, marketing advice. Marketing advice is not going anywhere. But I gave you a lot of marketing advice to help you grow your business. And, you know, when it comes to marketing, yeah, you can have all of the marketing, all of the marketing, all of the strategy. But if you don't have the mindset, if you don't have the ability to put your tasks in order in a sustainable way, an efficient way, then you're sending yourself down a rabbit hole. And that's not what I want for you. And that's why I'm giving you these tips that I would that I had. Guys, I am making it so much, guys, the journey that it took for me to overcome limiting beliefs, to overcome, you know, self-doubt, to build up my confidence to get on video, to, you know, hire somebody in my business, to grow my team, expand, move, all of these things, all of these things that I've done, I had to fall on my ass. I had to trip up, <laughs> fall on my face, roll over, tumble, but I kept getting back up. And there are ways that I could have avoided these situations and scenarios. And I talk to you because I want you to say, oh my gosh, well, I went through that. And oh, okay, well, that's how she fixed that. Oh, let me see if I can fix it like that too. Because I went through all of the mess and I want you to know how to get yourself out of the mess. And if you get in the mess, what you should do to fix it, right? Like if you're in it, how to get out of it. And if you ever come to that issue, you already know how to fix it. There's not a lot of people that can tell you, hey, this is how you do this because they're reading, they're reading information and just regurgitating it to you. The biggest thing that is different about me is I'm going to tell you what I fucked up and I'm going to tell you how to not fuck up, right? So I love, I, I'm just big on transparency. I just want you guys to know that. But when you're planning out your shoots, this is a way that you can now be intentional with the dollars that you put behind your business because if you're anything like me, you know money does not grow in trees and you do not have money to waste and you want to be intentional with what you do for your business and you do that by, be, by, by planning accordingly. Planning is something that I avoided for a long time because I'm, I, I was like, ooh, I'm going to just do what I feel like I'm going to do today. <laughs> I'm going to just do this. I'm feeling like I want to do this today. I'm going to do that. And then the important things don't get done. We can't just fly by the seat of our pants and just be like, hopefully something does it. Hopefully something works. I was doing that for like a whole straight freaking year straight. Hmm, let's see what this does. <laughs> like... I don't want you to go through that. If you take my advice, please tag me in like you planning out your shoot or you like making a mood board or a Pinterest board, whatever it is. I, I just get pumped up when like people are planning shoots and you can do it small. You can literally do it small. You can literally have a cute girl 
that you find on some Facebook group, say, hey, I want to do a model shoot. I'm I'm taking the photos or just slide up in somebody's DM. Hey, you're cute. <laughs> that sounds weird. But it's like, hey, you're cute. Hey, would you mind if I did your hair and makeup and I just took some photos of you? They might be like, yeah, I'm actually interested in, you know, getting into modeling, right? Make a post. See who's interested and go from there. You can't get anywhere if you're too afraid to put it out there. And don't just put it out there once. Put it out three times, four times, eight times, every other day if you want to. Make it happen. It is all right. It is okay. So post. See who you have. Just do hair and makeup in somebody's house and take them somewhere, get really nice, clear backgrounds, and get video, get images. Make it work for you. Tag me, guys. Guys, tag me. I'm already pumped up because I'm like, ooh, I'm going to do this too. Tag me in your brand shoots that you are planning for the year. And just just say how you're freaking excited. Just say how you're excited because I'm already excited for you. So that is all for today's episode. Really, guys, be intentional. Really, guys, I want you to get out of your head. Get out of your own way. This year, you are not letting self-doubt hold you back because you are bigger than that. You have been working on your mindset up until this point and start putting it to action. But mindset work is something that we always have to be working on. How old are you? How old are you? You cannot just fix your mindset with 30 minutes of mindset work, or if you even do 30 minutes of work, you can't fix it by practicing mindset work two days a week. How long have you been using this limiting belief or using this doubt against you of why you can't win, why you can't succeed? You've been doing that for years. It's going to take more than two weeks of mindset work to help you get out of your own funk. So do it. Tag me if you are doing a brand shoot. I'm already excited about it. And I want to celebrate you. I want to celebrate you doing the damn thing in your business. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, if you're not already following me, what are you doing? You can do so with the link in my show notes. Bye, guys. Okay, hey guys, so today's podcast is going to be a little bit different, one, because I'm in my car and I'm filming this, but I'm filming this in my car because I'm driving and you guys know that when I'm driving, I love to talk and I love to just have time by myself to think and reflect on things and something that I have really been urged to talk about, but I just really don't know honestly how to formulate the words that I want to say, so hopefully this comes off the way that I want it to come off. But I want to talk about growing through challenges, right? Now, not a challenge like, oh, there's a challenge, five-day challenge, like challenges, like shit is hitting the fan, things around you are just not ideal, and there's not a lot of positivity going around, right? So this topic came about because if you don't know, I'm in the U.S. and, you know, um, a few days ago, as I'm filming this, I mean, as I'm recording this, it's the 11th, but on January 6th, which is also my mother's birthday, but on January 6th, there was a riot at the Capitol. There was a riot at the Capitol and there's a lot of stuff going on in CNN and in the news and just everywhere about, you know, how shit is about to hit the fan. It already hit the fan, but people are saying that's going to get a lot worse and I know from experience and from questions that I've I've gotten I've actually got a really good question when I was hosting my beauty 
Brains and Business workshop and there was a question about, you know, as an immigrant, you know, like someone was on, she said, as an immigrant, how do you show up for yourself and for your business when people don't want you to win? When people are seeing you, they see your race, they see your color, they see your gender, they see your sexuality, they see your relationships, they see your religious views, and they automatically don't want you to win. And what I want to say to that is everybody is not for you. And it is not your job to try and conform somebody to make them see it your way. People were raised in their mindsets are molded into what they have been learning since they were young, since they were babies. They learned it from their parents. They learned it from their guardians, from friends, from TV, from wherever. And you cannot change somebody's perspective on who you are and what they believe you should be doing with your life and what your free time and who you choose to love and whatever. You can't change that in 10 minutes, in, in an hour. You know, there's so many people having Facebook conversations and Facebook comment wars because people don't understand your view. And that is okay. It is okay. Is it right? No. But guess what? You have people in the world who are going to be your cheerleader and you're going to have people who are going to be haters. That is a part of life. That's a part of life. And what I really want to tell you guys is, you know, me as a business owner, me as a coach, me as someone who is, you know, growing, you know, both of my businesses, it's not just you that is affected. Coaches are affected. You know, families are affected. So many people are affected. And the way that we show up and the way that we deal with these situations is by doing good. And I know that that sounds, you know, very foo-foo right now, but it, but doing good is going to be the best thing that you can do because think about this, you know, even with this pandemic and, you know, Black Lives Matter and the riot at the freaking, you know, Capitol and all of these things, you still have good people who are doing good things with their money. You have people giving money to shelters. You have people giving money to, you know, people who can't afford to buy food for their families because they got laid off and they're not able to work right now, but we're still in a pandemic. What kind of impact do you want to leave in the world other than sitting back and just saying like, oh my gosh, the world is crazy. I wish it was like this. I wish it was like that. We need more people out there helping, doing good other than saying, oh gosh, well, somebody would do something about it. So I'm not making this episode to yell. <laughs> I get kind of passionate sometimes and I start yell talking, but I'm not making this episode to yell. I'm making this episode to let you know that real shit goes on regardless of if you're building your business or not and what you have to do as a human as a person as a business owner you have to find your own path in making what is right in your own vision of what is right right what do you support what kind of impact do you want your business to leave right I really had to have a discussion with myself. I have a lot of discussions with myself, but I really had to have a discussion with myself when I had my um, my uh, my second coach, my second coach. And I had to have a heart to heart with myself because she was having a call with me one day. This was before we even started working together. And she had a call with me and she was asking me, you know, what do you really want in the world? 
And other than having my bills paid, I didn't know. I did not know. I did not have one clue. And I know that sounds crazy like, oh, well, I want a house and I want this and I want that. But what do you really want? What are you working so hard for? Are you working hard just to make money and pay your bills and just chill? I mean, that's nice. But are you working hard because you want to fully fund your kids, you know, college, right? Or do you want to give your mother a vacation because she works so hard? Or do you want to retire your husband from his own job because he works hard and he has supported you in growing your business? What do you really want to do? For me, I want to build my own nonprofit. I want to build my own nonprofit. And this has been a goal of mine since I have been in high school. I want to work with, you know, youth who are raised in the not so glittery areas like myself if you pay attention to my story i am not from a glittery neighborhood i am born and raised in a situation where or not a situation in an area where you know gunshots drive-bys you know gang fights neighborhood wars that was the norm dude that was the norm for me that is what i grew up in and that's really my motivation for why I wanted to have a different lifestyle. I wanted to have a different lifestyle because I didn't want to, you know, grow up and have kids. And I'm saying if you're if you're in the situation, no shade at all. But I'm talking about me. If I have little ones, I don't want to have to be in an area or in a neighborhood where, you know, it was a similar situation to when I was growing up. I want to be in a position where they can say, Mom, can I do this for? Mom, can I do this? Can I go to this camp, right? And I could be like, absolutely. Like, absolutely. And I'm not saying that because I want to spoil my kids, but I want to give them a different lifestyle that I was not open to. And even though I wasn't open to that lifestyle, it does not mean that my possibilities for growing my business can't happen. This is something that I told myself for the longest and I actually started to believe it. The situations that I was in, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't ideal, it was a struggle bus for sure, and it was a lot of hustling. And it was not the challenges that I thought I would face when I said, I wanna start a business. I thought it was gonna be just like, you know, legally blind. I know she she went to, you know, like law school, but you know, like when we see like those boss babe movies and we're like, oh my gosh, she's out here doing it. Everything is just setting up and lining up so perfectly for her. I'm gonna do the same thing and it's gonna be amazing. And my business is gonna be like coffee dates and growing my business and all of this. And no, it was struggle nation. <laughs> it was struggle nation, but it was because there is something way bigger for me than what I know right now. There's something way bigger. And in order for me to be fully prepared for what it is, I have to be faced with some shitty challenges. These challenges will show up as roadblocks. These challenges will show up and they will make you question yourself. Like, oh my gosh, am I really meant for this? Is this the right time? It's never the right time unless you create it, right? 
these challenges that I was faced with, I used to be embarrassed about it. I used to be embarrassed at telling people, you know, like, oh yeah, this is where I lived and this is the neighborhoods that I grew up in, right? I only started talking about that when I started Beauty in the Network um, back in March of uh, 2019. I had my business, my beauty, my bridal beauty business for a long time and I never talked about certain things about my past, my neighborhood, my upbringing, because I just wanted everything to be focused around beauty. I didn't want people to know my background. And that sounds bad. I didn't want people to know that I was from the hood. I didn't want people to know that, you know, gunshots are something that I'm not phased by, right? These are things that are building us up. It's building us up. And even though right now, you might be like, I just can't see out of it. I can't see out. I can't see what the opportunity is here. And I'm gonna tell you right now, the opportunity is growth, mental growth. For you to be able to show up for yourself, your business, your relationships, your family, your loved ones for values that you stand behind is so needed in 2021. Not even just 2021, but like forever, forever. You need to let people know what values you want to stand behind, right? Regardless of if it makes you feel comfortable. If it makes you feel comfortable, but it's something that you really feel like you should talk about, go talk about it. Go and talk about it. Share your views on it. Share your thoughts about it, right? Don't just, you know, put into the, oh, I wish the world was better. I wish everyone could get along. That's not serving anyone. How can anyone get value from that? You need to say, even though we are in this right now, in this situation, we're going through struggles, we're going through, you know, times where it's hard, that is building you up, right? Be a light. Be somebody that people go to social media for and they're like, I need to know what Samantha's talking about in her stories. I need to see what she's talking about. I need to see what she's posting. I need to see or hear, you know, what amazing, you know, nuggets of wisdom she has to share because I know that that's what her brand is about. Do you know that I talk a lot about, you know, positivity, mindset, and mindfulness over on my Bridal Beauty page? And that is how I attracted most of the people that follow us. We, we don't care or I don't care. I don't care that somebody can come to my page and they can get self-care tips. Yeah, we do bridal hair and makeup, but I'm gonna teach you how to be mellow, how to be mindful, how to take time out for yourself because you're the last person that's probably getting time, especially if you're a mom, if you're a business owner, if you're working hard trying to build your own brand, we are hustling, we are out here grinding, and we need to make sure that we are giving ourselves what we need and we're not pushing situations under the rug. So whatever that looks like for you, show up, talk about it, make a post, make a video, go live, make a story, or just have an image. But just get it out there. Because I promise you, the way that you feel right now about these challenges and struggles and you know, things that we're all trying to overcome. Somebody is going to see you do that and they are going to get encouragement from you being brave, right? If you are not brave, the people that need to see you, they will never show up for themselves, right? 
let me calm down sorry guys but <laughs> they would never show up for themselves and this is something that I have to remind myself about sometimes as well because there's certain topics and subjects that I'll be sharing a lot about this year um, on lives or in my podcast or just wherever wherever I'm showing up but there's so many different things that I really want to really start putting my voice behind or voice behind more because it's needed it's needed and when people see me showing up for my coaching brand and for my bridal brand I see them showing up and I get so excited I'm like oh my gosh look at freaking Jessica going live right like I I just get so excited so I know me being bold showing up and talking about what I feel needs to get talked about even if it makes people uncomfortable I don't mind I will be the person to talk about it first I don't mind I don't mind being weird I don't mind being an oddball I don't mind being the one that people say oh I would never say anything like that I'm saying I'm gonna say it because I love to be transparent because I mean that's all you got that's really all you got be transparent I want to be you know full integrity I love talking to you guys about growing the business the good and the bad how your mindset is everything you can have the strategy but if your mindset's not there you're gonna sabotage yourself so don't sabotage yourself don't bottle things up if you see things going on in the world and you're like this is not right speak about it but when you speak about it give value when you are speaking about it don't add to the chaos of oh i wish people would do this how can they do that what is your view how is it making you feel what are you going to do as a business owner so that you can help you know in a very small way guys small changes add up they make a big difference but we have to get out of ourselves um, out of ourselves we have to get out of our own ways to do it so that's all that i want to say for today's episode because my my little head was just like girl talk about it right now so i was like all right head all right i'm gonna talk about it so hopefully this episode hopefully you found value in it hopefully i helped you if you are currently dealing with some situations or challenges and you're just like girl this is not the time to be promoting my business this is not the time to be doing this this is not the time to be doing that when else is the time when else is the time and i'm not saying rush it but i'm saying give yourself time and space to do what you need to do but just know that if you never stop and create the time to promote your business to show up for your business it won't happen unless you make it happen so that is all for today thank you so much for tuning in to this very unscheduled podcast bye guys What is up, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I have been a little bit MIA for quarter one of 2021, and that is because there's been a ton of changes around here, guys. Also, I have invested in my own program um, that I am in with my own coach for six months. I'm in a mastermind, and it has really helped me dive deeper into my content, so my content is definitely going to get a lot more juicier or way more juicier whatever way you want to put it because I am really stepping into the next level version of my CEO self 
that I need to be in order to get my bridal beauty business and my coaching business to a place of where I would like it to be. So today's conversation is going to be about how I am leaving hustle culture behind. So I don't even know if you have been listening to the podcast when I first started it. I actually started this podcast in like late 2019, way before the pandemic, and my vibe was completely different. Also, if if you have little ones by you, please know sometimes I am potty mouth jazzy, so you have been warned. But you know, usually my old content used to be like get ish done, go, 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 no sleep for days, just grind, hustle, work hard. And since I have invested in this program that I am in, I am literally in this program for everything mindset, everything intuition, everything gut led, everything manifestation vibes, because those are things that are important to me. And those are important to me because I am all about sustainability. And I really want to help you as I am helping myself really grow my business in a sustainable way. And it's because when I was growing my business, when I was only a solo artist before I had a team of now almost 20 girls in four states for my bridal beauty business um, team, is I was all about the hustle. I was all about the grind. And until I actually found out that there was a way that I could sustainably grow. And now I want to share those tips and tricks with you because I don't want you to feel like all your life is going to be about is you know waking up going to your nine to five coming home and hustling and grinding all night and all day and having to you know book out your entire calendar I want you to raise your rates so you can work less and make more money that is my vibe over here I am not team booked out I am team be strategic I am team have free time I am team have a life outside of your business, right? That is what I am all about over here. So let's go ahead and jump on into the conversation. So I'm leaving hustle culture behind. And I really want to dig into where this hustle culture actually came from. So you guys know that I talk a lot about, um, you know, um, you know, my upbringing and certain things that really shaped in my mindset into who I am, how I show up and some of the things that I do. And a lot of the things that I do were actually out of a scarcity mindset because I was always worried about well getting the next client and going here and going there and thinking that I had to do the most in order to actually become successful and that is a lie my friends that is a big lie and it is a lie because there is a way for you to show up as your true authentic self you don't have to water down your personality you don't have to you know go you know weeks with sleepless nights or sleepless days and you can do it and still be happy and enjoy your life right so I was born and raised in a household where I watch you know multiple family members you know as well as my mom you know work multiple jobs like two three jobs um, 
Um, I was a very independent <laughs> child when I was young because I had to learn how to do things on my own because either my mom was working or my sister had to watch us or us meaning, you know, just me or my little sister. Um, and I really just found my own way of just really taking care of me and really getting to know myself a little bit better. And me, I am a person that thrives when I am um, underestimated, right? And that is literally what was the momentum for me to grow my bridal beauty business because I remember I was leaving a job. It was a well-paying job, like well-paying job. And I remember I was, you know, kind of over it. Every time when I went to work, I was just energetically drained. It wasn't a really good thriving environment, even though the money was great. I am about happiness. If I am not going to be happy in a place that I am going to be working for, especially in a long term, it is not worth it to me, right? So, I was working at this place and I realized that my business was getting a ton of direct referrals and it was because of the hard work that I put in you know years before and I would always have to deny these wedding dates because I was already working or freelancing for another business so I you know got ballsy and I basically told them like hey guys I think in the next two months I, I let them know ahead of time I said in the next two months I think that I am going to step out on my own because because I literally just, you know, turned down 30 direct referrals in like over two months, right? So cray crayness, right? And I was basically let go on the spot. I was let go on the spot. I was trying to do things nice. I was trying to do things in a professional way and they instantly viewed me as their competition so they wiped out my books they wiped out everything and I was thankfully setting up for that moment because I kind of had a feeling that that is what was going to happen so thankfully I was not left flat on my face and I had a plan and that plan was I started my business with five freelance girls who were so freaking amazing and they're still with me today and I really just put the pedal to the metal in that moment when I realized that they wiped me out I put the pedal to the metal and I thought that I had to market all day on Instagram and show up and do lives and collaborate and connect and do everything for all of these exposure books and that was a lie all I really had to do was just a few things just a few things one was to actually sit down and create a marketing plan for myself a business marketing plan right how am I going to get clients what services am I going to sell who is my target market and how am I different from my competitors literally that's just a few components of, you know, you setting up your marketing plan, but I had no marketing plan. I was just like, all right, it's grind season, baby. And I was just going, right? And I got lost in the sauce. As I like to say, I got lost in the sauce because I just realized that all I was doing was, you know, not sleeping. I was going to the coffee shop, getting coffee in the morning time. I was going to the gas station, getting energy drinks because I was up day 
day and night trying to grow my business. And I don't know if this resonates with you if you are in a season where you just feel like you have to hustle, where you feel like any booking or any increase that comes across and they want a discount or they're trying to nickel and dime you and you are just so desperate for money that you're just like, I'll take whatever, right? And that's kind of where I was because I was so blinded by the hustle that I wasn't even thinking clearly. I wasn't even setting myself up for intentional success, right? Sometimes when we get lost in the hustle, it is because we are not even leading ourselves with a clear plan. We are leading ourselves with emotion and that emotion is fear. Oh my gosh, I want to make sure that I have enough money for rent. I want to make sure that I have enough money for, you know, my kids or, uh, you know, buy food so we can eat, whatever it is, right? We are guiding our emotions with fear. And when we guide our emotions with fear, we are not thinking clearly, right? We are not thinking clearly because in the way that your emotions work, you get a thought. That thought might be, oh snap, I don't know if I'm going to make enough money. And that thought goes to an action. That action goes to, oh snap, let me go hustle. Let me go and try and do the most. Let me go on Instagram. Let me go on Facebook. Let me go into some people's DMs. Let me go and try and connect and collaborate and do whatever it is that you think you need to do in order to get a client other than sitting down and say, okay, this is the situation. What is the best one or two moves that I can do right now in this moment that will set me up for success. Not what are 87 things that I need to put on my to-do list in order to get me from, you know, square one to square two, right? That is scarcity mindset. And when we are thinking in a scarcity mindset, we are not seeing opportunities that are meant for us because we are so blinded by the fear right? So that's what was happening to me. I was blinded by the fear and that fear caused me to burn out constantly and over and over and over and over again, right? Um, I love to say how uh, blow dry bars are like my home away from home because as a bridal artist, if you strictly do bridal, then I feel like you probably work at a blow dry bar or you have worked at a blow dry bar at some point in time or, or, or like a makeup studio because we're able to do what we love. And sometimes when we are able to do what we love, we like to use what is comfortable as our security crutch, right? So even during this time when I was, you know, with my five freelancers and I was, you know, waking up and I was grinding hard, I was booking weddings still. I was booking weddings, um, but it's definitely not as frequently as we are booking now. We literally don't even have to try because my marketing strategy literally sells our services while we sleep which is amazing that is what your content that is what your marketing strategy needs to do for you but what I was ending up doing was you know I would just go in scarcity mode and I'm like oh my gosh I need to make sure that I have this part-time job so if in case I don't make enough money then I know that I'm making you know xyz amount from you know this check but what I was actually doing was you know these 
uh, blow dry bars, they would say like, oh, well, so-and-so called out, would you be able to come in? And I would come in because I'm like, oh, the more hours that I work, the more money that I'm going to get on this paycheck. But I got so blinded by the comfortability of the money on this paycheck that it made me not even show up at 100%. And what I was ending up doing was I was going in, clocking in and working an hourly job when I knew that I could have been home posting on social media and actually getting clients that would pay me way more than what this hourly job was paying me in the few hours that I was working that day. But please hear me out. I am not saying, you know, don't work an hourly job. I am saying be intentional about where you spread your time, right? I was not being intentional. I was letting fear guide me. And that fear made me just crazy. It made me delusional. It made me insane because I was not thinking strategically. I was not thinking like a business owner. I was thinking like an employee. I was thinking, oh my gosh, I need to go work all of these hours because I know that I'm going to get a certain amount on this check based upon the hours that I can give versus how many hours can I give my business and how much hours can I give this nine to five, right? I wasn't thinking like that. I was just thinking, let me just give whoever's going to pay me my time and we'll figure it out later. And then I ended up with, you know, just burning out and not being able to show up how I wanted to because I was giving everybody my energy except my business. So I got lost in the sauce, y'all. I got lost in the sauce. And like I said, going back to, you know, how I grew up, I was raised in a household where all I saw was like females hustling, females struggling, females trying to, you know, work all of the hours in a day in order to pay bills. And do not get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with this. But for me specifically, that is not how I am wired because I realized very young that in order for me to, you know, quote unquote, get ahead, because literally at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. If we are trying to start our own business and we're working at a nine to five that we typically really don't want to be at, it's because we're there for a check. It's because we're there to, you know, quote unquote, get ahead. But you cannot get ahead by trading your time for money, meaning working hourly. That is why I loved freelancing because I was able to work commission. I could work four hours and make $600 versus working a job that paid me $10 an hour and work four hours and get like, what, $34 after taxes? It did not make sense. And I was not thinking in that way. So if you are currently in a position right now where you are constantly pushing your goals back and pushing your goals back and pushing your goals back and you feel as if you can't get ahead, you can't ever, you know, get close enough to your dream of maybe becoming full-time in your bridal beauty business or your beauty business, not necessarily bridal. It is because we are not focusing on the right thing. We let busyness take over because it's what we are used to. It is how we are conditioned. And when we are used to things and when we are conditioned to think a certain way that is what is comfortable that is our comfort zone what is uncomfortable is to realize something and say okay I realize that I am not going to get ahead by working this hourly job and giving them all of the hours in my day you have to sit down and really prioritize what is important and if 
your happiness is important to you, if your time freedom is important to you, I really encourage you to sit down and analyze what is really required of you to sustainably grow your business, right? And what is sustainable and what is going to grow your business, it requires you to slow down, my friend. It requires you to slow all the way down. And that sounds scary. That sounds scary. And it definitely was for me, especially with this pandemic. I talk a lot about how, you know, when the pandemic first started, I was a little bit salty because like over 50% of our bookings were for the spring season. And literally, I was so excited for all of these payments to start rolling in and for those payments to get pushed back and then entire year I was like oh my god I need to get another job there's not gonna be enough money I'm gonna have to like go broke and like all of these things and I was really you know setting myself up for failure because of how I was thinking other than saying okay this is not the scenario that I pictured for this time frame, but that is okay. What is required of me to go from, you know, all of my spring bookings getting pushed to 2021 versus me just having a pity party for myself. Having a pity party for myself is not productive and you are just going to waste time by feeling bad about yourself or feeling bad about the situation when really the situation is out of our control. Stop wasting time on feeling bad or upset or uninspired or unmotivated because of something that is out of your control. Focus on what you can control and what you can control is you, your time, your energy, where you put your efforts, right? Where you put your energy, it will grow. And when we slow down, I was putting all of my energy into perfecting all of my systems, to perfecting all of our marketing. I was seeing what was working, what wasn't working, where are locations and, you know, my marketing or, you know, how I'm showing up online that can get tweaked so that it can become stronger. This is how we perfect our business, by actually sitting down and analyzing what is actually bringing me money and what is not bringing me money and being okay to let go what isn't working right sometimes we're just like oh but I've been consistent with this for for two years and just to think about not doing anymore just go like I don't know how I can do that you can do that if you want profit you can do that if you want sustainability if you want happiness if you want freedom And that is what I had to do. I really had to get very real with myself and really ask myself, what is important here? And sometimes what is important, it's not going to be what you think, right? What's important is your health, your wealth, being there with your family. We're in a whole pandemic. People are getting sick. You don't want to build a business that doesn't allow you to spend time with your family or to maybe drop everything at the drop of a dime because you have to go and be with somebody. You want a business that gives you flexibility and free time, not resistance and struggle, right? So that is what I wanted to talk to you guys about today because I'm leaving hustle culture behind. I mean, I was already talking about sustainability, but 2021 is definitely going hard in the paint with the sustainability because 
I just see so many people that are, you know, old versions of myself. And I'm just like, girl, I promise you, you can sleep. Like, you you don't have to do the most. You don't. All you have to do is show up confidently, make content that actually sells your services for you other than just showing up for popularity sometimes we feel like we need to you know stay in the algorithm and you know do all of this engagement so that we can say boost it in the algorithm but we're forgetting about the profit stop worrying about prop prop uh popularity and focus on how you can become profitable in your business because you can be popular and still not make money in your business. And I feel like that's a waste of time. I'm not here just to entertain people. I am here to educate, to share my mistakes, my mess ups, my F ups, and tell you how you can avoid them and how you can build a business that works around your life and not the other way around. Because that's definitely what I built. And I had to switch it and shift it so that it serves me in all stages of my life. Um, I just currently got engaged. Guys, guys, I got engaged. Oh my gosh. I got engaged like a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. Um, I actually got engaged on International Women's Day. He didn't even know that. But yeah, guys, I just got engaged. I am now thinking about shifting everything that I'm doing that will help me set up for married life, for being, um, you know, somebody who has um, kids and all of these other things. And if you are somebody who has kids or if you're married and you have to really ask yourself, is my business set up so that I can really show up as a wife how I want to, so I can show up as a mom of who I want to, right? You don't want to make a business where you can't even spend time with your kids. So I am shifting my business so that I can live the life that I want and not the life that I have to because I did not create a business that was built around my needs. So I want that for you as well, my friends. Um, today is March the 22nd. It is Monday. I got very inspired today because I'm just in a very good mood. Also, because my bridal blueprint program my course my self-paced course just launched i'll leave some information in the show notes but this is a self-paced course guys and it is a beta program which means there's going to be some aspects where you can show up and i can show up live it is not a coaching program it is not like my bridal beauty business accelerator program that reopens in july but this is a self-paced course but there is going to be two live Q&A sessions where I am going to be able to help you if you have questions, if you're going over the materials and the content and you're like, girl, I don't even know what that means. I am going to be able to show up for you so you can ask your questions and get help in real time. So if you are interested in learning about that, please check the show notes. I think I said the link in the bio. <laughs> this is not Instagram, but um, you can check the show notes. Um, for some information on that because the program is going to be officially opening on April the 6th. That is a Monday, my friends. And early bird pricing actually ends this week on the 26th. So definitely check it out if you want to learn how to start or grow your bridal beauty business in a sustainable way that helps you really live a life that you enjoy. Bye, guys.